Patrick Mahomes' contract is still a screaming deal, and he lets himself get new toys to play with in the form of pass-catching targets. We're going to go over the news today on Locked on Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked on Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, everybody. We are one day closer to the NFL draft, where Patrick Mahomes is going to get some new teammates, but he is helping himself out and kind of setting the table for what we think the philosophy is going to be as they go into this draft. Patrick said it himself in a couple of ways. We're going to talk about him today. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, where you can get the RAPC draft guide that you want to get. So you know everything about these prospects and how they rank tier and stand up in production. You can do that at RogueAPC.com and use that code MATRIXLOC. Get yourself a discount. You can also see NFL33.com for draft content and RGR football. And I'm Chris Clark from Chiefs Corner. There is a lot to talk about when you start looking at Patrick Mahomes and the free agents that could still be out there possibly, or maybe a trade scenario we will get into here in a minute. Uh, But there is a lot of stuff going on with Patrick Mahomes. And actually, before we get into really the contract, we ought to mention that they did kick off their week, uh, their two weeks of practice, but it's virtual again this year. Yeah. So they're, they're sticking with what they learned in COVID and letting things happen the way that they are. Um, I do believe the location is, is secret in Texas, but it says TCU all over the background. So, you know, you have an idea where they're at. But, well, I, I, <laughs> yeah. And the, the other thing that really plays out in this is I think Andy Reid even said himself, part of the reason he's doing this is because Kansas City continues to be in the Super Bowl or at least close to the Super Bowl. So these players are playing year round almost. He's trying to give them more time off. That's the whole point of why he's doing this. Uh, and I do think it also helps because there are players that are with Mahomes in Texas, uh, including most of the pass catchers that we've talked about. Yeah, and it makes a nice transition, especially if you can just go to a place, you know, a week outside, a week ago outside of the off-season schedule and stay there and not have to be I – mean, I know players are used to traveling quite a bit, but it does make it a, that much more of a grind all off-season when you're constantly traveling in the in the regular season. So. Anything you can do to save mileage and, and rest, I think that's a probably a good thing that accumulates over the offseason and allows you to come into camp a little bit more ready to go. Yeah, and so they're also able to do things with Patrick that they wouldn't be able to do if they were here. So, I mean, that's the big, that's the really the big benefit of this is that you got guys like Sky Moore and I would assume Kadarius Tony, although we haven't seen pictures of him, but Justin Ross is also there. Uh, MBS is, all, are also, is also there. You know, some of those guys, most of those guys weren't there last year at this time because most of them weren't on the team this year, last year at this time. So <laughs> they're getting an added benefit of being able to work with Patrick and being able to work on things. And it sounds like it's not just the throwing session. They're also working on the playbook and getting players up to speed. So we'll see how that works out. Well, this is the evolution of the league, right? And I think we we covered the fact that they brought Justin Watson back, but I think that's... Uh, I don't know that I gave it its due diligence, the the effort that I should have, because it rounds out this group that you have some new faces that you think can contribute. Clearly, I mean, Kadarius Tony is with the team, but like not through a full offseason. So like he's even still in some fashion a newer guy. Sky Moore is a draft pick. You're like, there's a lot to be done. And having Justin Watson back, who was with the team last season as well, I think that brings it all back together and gives you a core that you can see the Chiefs believe can be enough of a ceiling to be a group of players that they can go to the season with if they have to, and they can do something else if they need to. 
that's how I'm interpreting it all. Do you see that? Yeah, I see it. I think that they still feel like they need to make some other moves. I don't think that this is going to be their a done deal. And we'll get into maybe a little bit of a conversation about that here in a little bit. But I, I do think that they're going to at least pick somebody in the draft, no matter what happens in the next week and a half. Uh, I still think that they're going to draft somebody and they may draft somebody uh, later than we would expect if, if another move is made. But I still think that right now, wide receiver is one of those positions that they want to take in the top three rounds. I, I certainly hope so, because I think there's an opportunity there. They did just have Ronnie Bell in for a visit this last week. Uh, he is of Michigan, uh, an underneath guy. I think a guy that kind of fits their their mold, so to speak, of not like a true X, but a guy can do a lot of things. Um, he's crafty. He's a, like a possession receiver you can rely on, and I like that concept. To be a later day three guy, so maybe that gives them a fallback position. But in allowing this program to to exist, where it is now and the way that it's going, it it does give you that kind of uh, field trippy kind of feel for just the pass catchers to work with their quarterback and be isolated somewhere else that isn't Kansas City. But we hear things. Patrick has comments and he has thoughts. Um, I think we should address what he has to say about his current wide receivers and what that means for the possibility of new wide receivers. We're going to talk D-Hop coming up later too. But before we go to our first break, I do want to ask you, he has some comments about what's going on in Kansas City, not just the NFL's preparations for the draft. Um, but I, I felt like today we, should, we would be remiss if he didn't mention the fact that he's taking on this role more and more uh, as a, an owner of other sports franchises, as a, as a citizen of KC and putting out his opinion and trying to raise some awareness about some of the things that go on that are not so positive. Uh, that all happens for a guy who's living and, and practicing right now in Texas. Does that form any kind of conundrum for you? No, I don't think so. I think that he is going to be seen as a face of sports in general for the most part for the next 10 years. So I think it's going to be just reality. He's going to be asked questions that don't relate to the Chiefs. He's going to be asked questions that don't relate to any of the sports that he has partial ownership in as well. So I just think it's going to be par for the course, and it's going to be something that he's going to have to deal with uh, because he is really the face of the NFL right now. And I do think that he is getting to a point where he's almost a face of sports in general, uh, at least probably in the top five. Yeah, uh, I completely agree with you. And I, and I bring all that up only to say that, again, by allowing this program to happen off-site, it takes some of that stress away. I, I'm glad that he wants to be a leader in the community. I think that's the responsible thing to do for a man in his position. But that's another layer of stress that maybe he doesn't need. So allowing them to practice and, and run their, their get-to-know-you type routines, get-to-know-the-playbook-type routines down in Texas, away from the facility, I think that just leads into another way to bond and, and build up chemistry with the quarterback. Yeah. I would agree with that, and I'm very curious to find out more about who is there, who isn't there. Uh, I would imagine it's not just but Mahomes throwing to him. I would imagine there's a, the other QBs there probably as well, uh, or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just Mahomes, but uh, throwing to all of those wide receivers, I wouldn't think you'd want him throwing you know, two or three hours a day to all those wide receivers by himself. So, um, Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think that this is a good situation for everybody, and, and if – you know, you have Chris Aludicoon there and you have Shane Bouchelle there. That's a benefit for those guys, too, because they get time with Patrick. They get time to see what Patrick is looking at, what he is working on with, you know, all the wide receivers there. And they're getting to learn uh, from his perspective all of that. 
So I think that would be a huge benefit if they are there. And, and again, don't know because we haven't seen video or pictures of that because it's those guys and not Patrick. So maybe we'll find out later. Maybe we will. Uh, the thing that we also have to find out is what Patrick thinks of where they're at with this wide receiver core. He had some comments today that we're going to go over here on the backside of this. But first, got to tell you about our friends over at FanDuel because there's grand slams, no hitters, double plays, all kinds of things are back on the table. The MLB action is in full swing. And they also can get in the action on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. You guys want to check it out because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet with up to $1,000 if your first bet does not come in as a winner. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn is where you go sign up, place your first bet, and you can get up to 1000 bucks back in bonus bets if your first bet is not a win. Check it out. I think there's plenty to go around. There's all kinds of baseball work here. And obviously... There are hockey playoffs about to start, so check that out as well. Another sport that I, I enjoy watching and don't know the first thing about, so I just get to be a fan for a while. Don't miss your chance right now. That no-sweat first bet for up to 1000 bucks When you join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on, it's right there on the screen. Go sign up today. FanDuel, the official partner of MLB, NBA, and the NFL. Now, I think whenever you get... Patrick time. I think everybody kind of goes a little bit haywire, um, but not, not to dissect every word that he had to say, but had some good things, I think, to say about the two guys that the the team wants to really put out front um, in terms of guys that they feel could step up to the plate and Sky Moore and Kadarius Toney, uh, and that he feels that this is an opportunity right now for them to expand the roles and that they're expecting big things. None of that surprised me, but it felt like it was true conviction and that they they really do feel like that's the way that it it can and will go. You know, I think part of it, and this probably has more to do with Sky more than maybe Kadarius Tony, but I think part of it, if you look at what they were able to do in the Super Bowl, both of them had huge plays in the Super Bowl. Both of them had huge moments in the playoffs, regardless, Super Bowl or not. How much confidence does that have to give both of them going into this year? How much of a confidence boost does that have to give them? And, you know, we could talk about Sky Moore and punt returns and how he fumbled early on in the season last year, but let's not forget, he set them up to win the game against Cincinnati late in, late in the AFC Championship game. So he had added confidence going into the Super Bowl and then got it even more getting his first touchdown of his career in the Super Bowl. So I think that both of those guys are heading into this offseason with a lot of confidence and feeling good about where they are and expecting to be able to take steps forward and improve on what they showed last year. Yeah. I, and I think that that is a path towards getting the entire offense up and swinging uh, more, less predictably and more efficiently. Now that's not the only guy I had to talk about um, a couple of weeks ago. I was asked a question over on RGR and I said, you know, I just, I just don't know what to tell you because I haven't seen Justin Ross and poof. Literally the next day, into existence comes training film, and now he's in Texas, and he's catching passes from from Patrick, and he's uh, evidently working out with Jody Fortson. Okay, like uh, mythical unicorn comes back onto the field. Now he's a guy that should be able to be rolling into rookie camp because he doesn't have an accrued year um, on the fifty three last year. So I think that's a, a great opportunity for him to try to continue to to spur and and make his transition. I think Patrick was overly optimistic about his ability to get back on a, a path. Now that hopefully he's healthy, he can get all the way there. He's a guy that could not only make this roster, but be a contributor. If he's anywhere close to the way he was 
his first two years at Clemson is a definite possibility. Yeah, it could be huge for Kansas City if, if they're able to do this. And that's exactly what I think they were looking at when they signed him to a contract last year is they were looking at the fact, okay, he's going to come in more than likely he's going to get shut down this offseason, but it doesn't matter because we have him under contract. We have the opportunity to see it's a high, it's a high reward, low risk type move. And I think it was a brilliant move by this team. Uh, and it shows that Beach is looking to add talent in any way possible. The question when it comes to Justin Ross, and we've ca- talked about this a little bit, is how is he going to adapt to the NFL game? Is he going to be able to pick up the playbook? That is another thing that is a huge benefit for him being down there because they can work on that type of thing right now and get him more acclimated to where he could be taking leaps and bounds over where he was this time last year. Or yeah. not this time, but you know what I mean with rookie minicamp right after the draft. Well, and a couple of things that, that struck me about it is that he was very adamant in calling out the fact that he was in the building all last year and he was working, doing things that he could do. And that, as we've always said, is not something we get to see. So we don't have anything to go off of. But to hear Patrick say that now, when he has made that transformation, he is back out on the field. That's a significant step forward. And the other thing that the other comment that I really like from Patrick today was uh, that he said, everybody looks hungry. That's sometimes very, very difficult to do coming off of a championship. And I hope that that's just the tip of the iceberg. But to have that now in April is a pretty good sign. Well, how big of a, how big does your hunger have to be if you're sitting there being a guy like Justin Ross, even Jody Fortson to an extent, Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony as well. Yeah, they had big plays in the Super Bowl, but you know that all of those guys want to be more involved in what is going on going forward. So to me, it makes sense that they're hungry. They got a taste of what it's like to be a world champion. Now it's a question, can I be a world champion and can I put myself on a stage where I'm the one that's doing a lot of the Travis Kelsey-esque type things? Uh, And and I'm just talking playmaking. I'm not talking just at tight end. I'm talking just in general playmaking. And and be that guy for Kansas City because all of these guys have that opportunity going forward. Yeah, the big question is, can I make – Kansas City a champion again because I helped do it. That's the the next step, and that's a, that's a great question. You got to have answers. It helped for even more than than what they already did. I mean, both of them did have some help, or did help obviously in the game. But I think both of them would tell you they want to be more involved going forward, and they want to be you know more of the type of guy that Patrick is looking for on third down on yeah. big plays. Well, we all know I've I've been waiting patiently for Jody to break out. Maybe it's this year. I'm just going to keep Maybe. saying it. Well, he, he, he talked earlier in the offseason. Sorry, really quick. He talked early in the offseason. He wasn't happy. Uh, and I think it was Tyler Dunn had an article about Jody Forsen because he's from the Buffalo area. Mm-hmm. Jody is not happy with what he has been done, what he's been able to do so far in his NFL career. He wants more. Yeah. And that is the attitude you have to have as an NFL player, regardless of the playing time you get. You have to be wanting more at all times. And I guarantee you that's exactly how Travis Kelsey is. And you, we all know that's how Mahomes is. Mahomes wants more regardless. Yeah. I also want to say really quick, the thing that I thought was interesting that I heard, uh, Patrick told Brett Beach, promised Brett Beach when it was announced Kansas City was going to be hosting the NFL draft, that he was going to make sure Kansas City won the Super Bowl. So when they announced their picks, it was Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> select. Well done. Yeah, I think he told Mark Donovan something similar as well. So, hey, you know, speak it into existence. That I believe that has some some determinants right there. So, I'm I'm with yeah. you. 
The other thing that has determinants is that there's still a possibility to add a significant player to this roster to put with all these guys that are hungry. And hunger is what it comes down to. Could DeAndre Hopkins be joining this roster in any way, shape, or form? We'll talk about that on the backside of this. Normally, I'm not giving trade rumors credence at this point, but it is it is the, you know, we're, we're well past 11 o'clock. Not two minutes of midnight yet, but we'll get there next Thursday. Right now, the rumors are starting to, to pick up steam. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is still a member of the Cardinals, uh, as is Buda Baker, who has recently requested trade, as we understand. Um, the ship's on fire out in Arizona, and so yep. this may be a good time to leave the ship. The question becomes is can you really get a deal done? I mean, the, the speculation right now is that there's a hop deal coming on draft night. There's a Lamar Jackson deal coming on draft night. Like everything's going to be topsy-turvy. Do you think that can actually happen? And do the Chiefs have any kind of part in that? I think that the, it could happen. Whether or not it does is another whole, is another story. And quite frankly, it would make a lot more sense for a team to not have it happen on draft night for Lamar Jackson because if you're going to be giving up two first-round picks, you, you can give up two first-round picks in 24 and 25 and feel a lot better about it. The problem is, and we need to talk about this after we talk about D-Hop, the problem is you have a guy that just signed a contract extension, five years, $255 million, and Jalen Hurts. And you know Lamar is looking at that going, Lamar actually turned down a deal that was extremely similar to this last year. Yeah, and it, it's all a starting point. I hope that that provides the smokescreen for this other deal to become a possibility. I still feel that the Chiefs are interested in, in DeAndre Hopkins if he's a free agent. I still don't know if they're truly interested as a trade, but DeAndre himself came out and hinted in, in an interview that the Chiefs are one of the teams that he's interested in playing for. And the bottom line is he came out on in his words and said that Hop is not looking for a raise. I hope that means the opposite, that he's, he's open to a restructure and a reduction because I don't think anybody's going to sign him or, or trade for him to play at that contract. I think if he is moved at all, it's going to have to be a fresh contract or an extension of some kind. I would agree with that. And an extension really doesn't make sense for a guy his age either. So to me, it's one of those things. If you're going to do something, you're going to have to rework the contract and you can't pay him what you're paying, what he's wanting or what he's making right now. That is just the logistics of going to the teams he wants to go to. You know, he's talked Kansas City, he's talked Buffalo. Both of those teams don't have the kind of cap space that it would require to have D hop on their teams. Yeah. Kansas City can get there with a simple move, but it's a big move that they haven't done yet. Right. And I think that's what comes down to it is like it, it's a possibility, but it requires a couple of other things. And I think it's good for him to put it out there. And I'm glad to see that it is two teams that are relatively in the same boat. But I think that also says something to the character of the, of the person we're talking about and that DeAndre Hopkins is is older. He's I believe he's six months older than Odell Beckham. Am I wrong? I think you're right on that. Um, and so I, I I can appreciate where he's coming from in terms of, hey, I don't need a raise. I'm looking to win. That's the way I'm coming from. I've been here. I've been in Texas. It's never been that for me. I don't have a championship. I don't have the ring that Odell has. I want to get somewhere. And so those two teams make a lot of sense for me. Yeah, he'll be 31 in 2023, in season 2023. So uh, when you're looking at his his number, granted, in uh, this season, his number is only, well, it's $20 million in cap in, in salary this year. Kansas City can't afford to do that. Buffalo can't afford to do that. So you're going to have to do something. Uh, we'll figure it out if that happens. 
But one of the other pieces that actually you brought up with Lamar Jackson that we also, that I kind of mentioned earlier, Jalen Hurts just signed a new contract, five-year, $255 million. And stuff is starting to come out about it already. We don't know the full numbers. We do know, you know, 51 million plus a year, possible up to 54 million a year if he hits incentives. So there's another 15 million incentives there uh, that could get him to 54 million. That's a lot of money for a quarterback like or for Jalen Hurts. The question though becomes how is Philadelphia going to build around that type of contract? There's only one way. Yeah. It's rookie contracts. The yeah. only way to do it. But I also think that it is it's a treading water thing. From what I saw, it's a six million base or or cap number next year. Um, and then we're talking what 30 million in cap space added to the cap next year is the expectation. 35 the year after that. So we're talking in two years, we could get 60 million more in cap space. I think that's what they're banking on. And I think Howie is is uniquely aware of what the prognostications are for the cap. Um, I think it's a risk. I, I will say that. But they also know that they have some veterans that are going to retire eventually. Jason Kelsey is going back this next season. But so he, he can't be there forever. Right. So really quick, this is the thing that really sticks out to me. Adam Schefter tweeted this out two hours ago as we record this. 2023 cap number 6.15 million. 2024 cap number 13.56. 2025, 21.77. 2026, 31.77. What that tells me is they gave him a huge signing bonus, or they gave him a signing bonus, and I don't think their signing bonus was huge. Uh, it was only 23.2, 23.3 basically. Uh, but he has option bonuses more than likely in 2024 or 2025 to spread it out. So you're looking at huge numbers at the back end of that contract because that's the only way you can make it work that way. Right. And that's either avoidable or it's just a tear it up and start over a significant out year like we see in contracts all the time. Well, and right now, to be fair to him, Year one cash flow is looking like 60 million in year one, up to 102 in year two, and 153 in year three. So, cash wise, he's making out really well. He's doing, he's getting, you know, 50 million a year uh, plus. So, I I think that shows, you know, the commitment they're making to him. But it's just going to be interesting to see how they're going to be able to build a team around him. If they do have those low cap numbers in 25 and 26, like this is being talked about that is going to be something where they can compete for the next four years. But what are you going to do after that? Yeah. Because at that point, you have cap numbers of of 50 million plus 55 million plus probably. Because if you're talking about moving the roster bonuses around to lower the cap for future years, so you can compete. uh, They have stars that they brought back on Philadelphia because they, he's still cheap this year. Mm -hmm. That's why they did a lot of one year and two year deals is because he's still cheap this year. He'll still be cheap next year. It's going to be something to watch. It is. And it's going to be an interesting dichotomy between how the Chiefs have approached this and how the Eagles are. But I think in both cases, the thing that I see is a similarity is that when they figured we have to get this done, they got it done one way or the other. Because every day that goes by, every month that goes by, it gets more expensive. And it impacts your bottom line more. And even better for them, they got it done before Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow got done. Because right. now both of those guys are going to be looking at $51 million as their base. And really, quite frankly, the only person that really, in my mind, has the ability to say I should be making at least what Jalen Hurts is, is Burrow. Herbert doesn't have 
a leg to stand on. Yeah, it's tough. In, in my mind, I mean, I'm sure he's not gonna he's gonna argue that he has the ability to stand on 51 million a year. Good luck with that, especially with the Spanos team in the Chargers. But this brings me back to Mahomes' contract. And one of the things that also this makes me look at is you're looking at Jalen Hurts' contract that's five years. That means they're going to have to redo something in less in five years to be able to continue this. They don't have the flexibility Kansas City has because of Mahomes' deal. And if they're going with five years, you would have to think Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert are going to do the same. Yep. Kansas City got one of the best deals that we have ever seen and will continue to see for yep. a long time coming with Mahomes. And, and that's why the whole DeAndre Hopkins concept is, is a legitimate concept. They haven't already had to sell the farm in order to get everything else done that they're at right now. Now we're talking about a simple extension for Chris Jones, and we're going to be able to see something change enough to add possibly another all-pro prospect, I'm um, sorry, prospect, player, veteran player to this roster. Yeah, it'll be something to watch. I, I'm really curious to see how all these teams are going to build a, around their future. And the next domino to fall, I think Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert get done. Obviously, it's probably not going to happen before the draft. Uh, I would imagine it's going to be happening this summer. But how do those teams get affected by the salary cap crunch? Because the other thing that you're looking at is both those teams are in small markets. They don't have huge, well, the Chargers have a, a bigger base than uh, Cincinnati does, but Cincinnati is a small market. Mike Brown doesn't have a ton of cash. That's going to be an issue for him. Yeah, This contract is, I mean, you have to figure that Cincinnati was thinking it was going to be at least this expensive, so that's not going to be too big of a surprise. How does this affect all this other go- going on in the specifically the AFC? Because the AFC is the, is the conference that has all the young QB talent. Yeah. It's it's the gladiatorial pit right now. Uh, the NFC is more of a like a walk through the park. Yep. And and then next year you're gonna have after this season you're probably gonna have uh, Trevor Lawrence looking for a new deal too. So I mean, and it just keeps coming. It does keep coming. <laughs> no way continue. around it. But you can thank Patrick Mahomes for a number of ways for bringing up this wide receiver class and preparing to add to it. Possibly a lot goes into the quarterback, and at the at the end he is the center of this roster. What will they do to continue to support him? That's what the draft's about. We'll have more with Matt and Derek tomorrow. We'll be back on Thursday to talk. Could they still pull trades? What's likely to happen on draft night for the Kansas City Chiefs? A deep dive into that. And then-